afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this Tuesday. And I'm going to call it a Thinking Tuesday, a Thinking Tuesday. I wanted to come and speak to you guys about something that's normally socially taboo, and it's about abuse of mothers or abuse of women. Not abuse of, but abusive. A-B-U-S-I-V-E. Abusive. What happens that would turn a woman that's supposed to be nurturing Uh, women that we are supposed to be giving and loving, (coughs) excuse me, what happens when they turn abusive? Uh, Anything that's abusive is the misuse of something. So if you have a relationship, you're misusing it. If you have money, you're misusing it, right? Um, If you have your body, you're misusing it. So you're abusive, you're abusive. So what happens, what happens that makes women uh, abusive? This is something that is normally not spoken about. Um, And for my opinion, I would think that most abusive women were turned abusive by a man. Uh, It is not in the terms of male hating, but I think that men have a huge role to play in women's lives because they are very necessary here um, in society and in our lives. And so when women want to receive uh, validation or acceptance or, you know, uh, loving, you know, as far as having a lover, uh, sex, uh, money uh, with by a man, a lot of times that man can take his authority and can take his uh, affluence and he can uh, turn that woman into a, an abusive woman. Um, this is seen a lot of uh, a lot of different situations and different uh, the scheme of things. But I want to read from one of my favorite books by John Bradshaw. And we're just going to read starting on page 203. It says a common joke among 12 step recovering people is oft quoted statement. We don't have relationships. We take hostages. This is one of those jokes that is aimed at lightening the pain experienced by shame-based folks in trying to establish an intimate relationship. Indeed, I would say that intimacy is the number one problem resulting from internalized shame. And it says intimacy requires the ability to be vulnerable. To be intimate is to risk exposing our inner selves to each other, to bear our deepest feelings, desires, and thoughts. To be intimate is to be the very ones we are and to love and accept each other unconditionally. This requires self-confidence and courage. Such courage creates a new space in our relationship, a true intimus. That space is not yours or mine, it is ours. As a shame-based person, this is impossible for them. They didn't have a relationship with themselves. They are in hiding, not only from you, but from themselves as well. Uh, He said that he was a human doing going within himself. And it goes on to speak about adult child codependency issues. I suggested earlier that codependency and toxic shame were the same reality. And looking at relationships, the word codependency defines the problem very accurately. The phrase adult child helps also helps us to see the problem. There's an attachment and a bond permanence. Because of the abandonment trauma, shame-based people become adult children who form codependent relationships. Those relationships are dominated by fear of abandonment. They are the result of bond permanence, Alice Miller speaks of. Such relationships are dominated by attachment. As an adult child, it's hard for them to let go of anything. It says, I have notes uh, at first year of college 30 years ago. I have boxes full of odds and ends I've been keeping for years. Change for me is extremely difficult. Having been abandoned gives me a sense, a feeling of scarcity. And so he goes on to name, to name different ways. And I love the way that he speaks about himself. 
in this book. And uh, I wanted to stop there for a second and talk about how it said that intimacy requires courage and it requires self-confidence. So if you have an abusive woman or an abusive mother, uh, they don't know how to be intimate. They don't have any courage. They're cowardly and they do not have any confidence. They have low self-esteem. So if you're dealing with a woman that has low self-esteem and they're cowardly, there's going to be no intimacy at all. I'm going to read. He reads about control. Control is the great enemy of intimacy. By definition, intimacy excludes one person controlling the other. Control is the product of your disabled will. It is an attempt to will what cannot be willed. You cannot change another person. You cannot fix your parents, spouse, lover, or children. You cannot control their life or their pain. And then speaks about enmeshment. Having no authentic self, you look for a relationship with the only self you feel you have, your false self. If you are a victim, the only relationship you know anything about is with a prosecutor or a persecutor. The opposite is true if you are a persecutor. I was my mom's surrogate spouse and the family caretaker. As my mom's surrogate, I always looked for women I could take care of. What this amounts to is the reenactment of the fantasy bond I spoke of earlier. The fantasy bond is enmeshed, codependent entrapment. It's based on the bond permanence that was set up by the abandonment trauma. Once fantasy bonded, we only have one relationship and we repeat it over and over again. The way out of this is, to, uh, is through the original pain and inner child work, the basic grief. And I think this is beautiful the way he speaks about how he was able to recognize the relationships he had with women started with his mother. Um, I said on previous podcasts and I heard this somewhere. uh, Forgive me if I can't remember the source. Um, I heard this somewhere a long time ago where it says your first relationship is with your parents. Uh, A a girl's first boyfriend is her father and a a guy's first girlfriend is his mother. Not in an incestuous sense. okay, but in a sense to where that's what you kind of learn you know, the opposite sex from. So if you have an unstable, unhealthy, low self-esteem, cowardly mother as a man, then you're going to attract and be attracted to women like that over and over again. Or as a woman, if you have a father that was not there or that was cold emotionally or, you know, that um, didn't show any emotions, which is the majority of the problem, then you're going to attract men like that. And so I, I believe that it's important for us to look at why we are the way we are and why people in our lives are the way that they are. The easiest thing to do is to get angry, right? We all get insulted and offended in this culture of everyone is offended, everyone's feelings. They have paper thin skin. Um, They get offended from people they don't even know. Uh, From a commercial can make them mad. In this angry, uh, mad culture, uh, we have to deal with people. Basically, their issues are on the forefront now. Um, And we can look at that and actually move beyond the anger and be able to see that there's a lot of brokenness there. Um, there may be some mental illness there. And, uh, I believe this is what happens when women become abusive. They're warped and their self-esteem has been, been depleted. Uh, they don't feel courage. They feel cowardly. And so if they see any other woman showing any type of courage or boldness, not being arrogant, just being themselves, um, then it, it triggers them and it triggers them to misuse the thing, right? So they can misuse their uh, uh, opinion or their Fifth Amendment right, you know, to be able to speak and 
and, and say, uh, I can say whatever I want to say. That's true. And then that's not true. You can misuse something, which means you're abusing your freedom of speech. You can abuse your position in someone's life. If you're their mother, uh, as far as abusive mothers, you can abuse that position by misusing it by whenever that child does something that you wish you could have done. Or you could have done better instead of you rectifying within yourself that they're uh, moving beyond you, which is what you're supposed to want as a mother. You try to sabotage them. You try to uh, humiliate. That's a triggering that's going on within that person. It has really nothing to do with the child. Now, I'm not speaking about discipline. Uh, discipline is necessary. But when a child gets to a certain age, you're supposed to they what they call cut the apron strings. And you're supposed to allow that child that is now an adult to live their own life to try to be enmeshed and codependent and overly scrutinizing and obsessed with an adult child as a mother is extremely abusive. And it could be so abusive to where it actually breaks the bond of, of child and mother to the point where you won't no longer have a child, not by uh, death, but by a different type of death where whatever type of bond was there is broken permanently. So before that gets through, I would uh, like you guys to kind of just try to have some understanding when you encounter abusive mothers or abusive uh, women. Uh, it's something that is detrimental to their own health, but yet they can't stop. Sometimes people get addicted to abuse, which is something uh, uh, terribly, terribly sad when you think about it. So I just wanted to bring that up today. Again, the author that I spoke about was John Bradshaw. And uh, the next time you, you encounter an abusive mother, if you see it with your in-laws or at your workplace or an abusive woman, which is misusing anything, uh, their position in life, uh, their opinion, uh, whatever, then you have to know that there's a lot of brokenness there and they have low self-esteem. So you have to ask yourself if it's according to the situation, do you assert yourself and uh, say something? If you do, if you are in the situation where that's your boss or a spouse or a loved one or your own mother, you have to assert yourself and set boundaries. If they refuse to respect your boundaries, then you have to cut that relationship off because it's toxic and it's unhealthy and they refuse to get therapeutic help. Some people need intensive, intensive therapy and um, some spiritual work. And if they refuse to help themselves, they're going to continue to try to uh, destroy anything that's right, destroy your joy, your, your peace of mind, your sense of self. Um, and those people, that's not anyone you want to have a relationship with. Uh, regardless if it's a mother or father or whoever it may be. So in count, when encountering an abusive woman, if it's someone that you don't have to be bothered with, like a friend, you may well just want to part ways and just say, well, nice knowing you. Because it's uh, best to protect your peace rather than to uh, continue a relationship with a woman that's supposed to be nurturing and kind with someone that chooses to be abusive and nasty and, you know, just misusing uh, their relationship or their space in your life. It's taking up space. So I'm going to say it's time to tra take the trash out in a certain sense where, you know, the trash is things that we no longer need. So if you don't need it anymore, it's best just to remove it from out of your vicinity, out of your environment, and then just move on with your life and make space for new things and new people. So this is Humble Dame coming to you guys today. I know this was something, a, a hard topic to talk about. Again, John Bradshaw, he does it more beautifully than I do as I am a novice and I am still learning. But from personal experiences where I have dealt with a lot of abusive women of different ages, they come in grandmothers, they can come in aunties, they can come in big cousins, little cousins. 
uh, they can come in in-law, sister-in-law. They can come with my own, your own mother. Um, they can come in friends. These are different ages and different classes of abuse of women. And it's best to cut them off, uh, not out of spite, but out of protecting your own peace. Okay. It's not going to feel good at first, but it's going to be for your good. It's better to be by yourself and walk alone and to walk with people who are, uh, intentionally trying to harm and abuse you who wants to be connected with anyone or anything that is doing that so i'm going to tell you today on this liberating wonderful thinking tuesday let's just think things through and find some healthy strategies on being able to uh, extinguish these things out of our lives okay you guys have a wonderful day and this is humble dame over and out